welcome to the real room if you're joining us for the first time my name is colanda this is stanley and welcome oh. to season oh my god seven. i'm losing Go weight i'm losing weight you just realized that or you could tell yeah right i'm now. just yeah okay all right all right tell y'all now if i get a six pack i'm doing the next show with no show <laughs> oh god tell me y'all now the church is already in the state of emergency. The last thing we need. You know, I was thinking about that the other day. I said, nah, the church way good. We go on a summer break. And y'all just want to act a donkey. Yeah. I ain't going to say what the word called donkey. But y'all yeah. want to act like a donkey. Yeah. Like, no, we can't even take two months off. And here y'all go. Yeah. Back yeah. to back. <laughs> and it's, it's like, it's unfortunate. But then, like, some of the prophetic voices that I listen to, called it at the beginning of the year you just you you just yeah. don't think it's gonna be like people that you know you know um it's, and it's so very unfortunate it's very yeah. unfortunate I think, so um, yeah it's just it's and it's coming like so quick so much stuff going on like bad to bad to bad yeah yeah so i don't about? i don't know where you want to start because it is it's so much well, tonight, what we talking about, raw and uncensored? I guess we we could just go use this as a decompression for yeah. the summer of 2022. Because um, I got a lot, I got of... DMs about like, when is the real room coming back? Y'all yeah. need to talk about Beyonce church girls. Y'all need like it was a bunch of stuff. Talk about the pastor that guy's church broken into, and he just matter of fact, he just got arrested yesterday for fighting a lady. <laughs> yeah. Then Juanita Bynum with the fifteen hundred dollar prayer. Um, class, then oh god, elections and yeah. church scandals, and oh lord, y'all just back to back to back. Yeah, it's I, just, I just sit back and just watch. <laughs> Ain't nothing I can do about it. <laughs> but I will so, say this I will say this though, I I don't want it to be a situation where, like, I know in the real room, we don't we don't gossip about stuff. Like, there are other platforms that do that. You know, a lot of yeah. the saints they subscribe to those platforms. They yes, they do. They and do, they, and they pay. They 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 cash out. They're on their Patreon. So we're not going to talk about anything. Yes, yeah, we're not going to gossip. So y'all, you know, go to the people that you pay and um, gossip with them on their platform. But we are going to talk about a lot of the stuff that is going on because there have been a lot of questions and concerns and how we should move and how we should go about um moving forward people are saying they don't ever want to come back to church again people are losing hope in god there is a statistic showing that christianity is really like one of the most declining religions now in the world like american christianity is on a fast wow. decline like wow. they have never i was looking at an um, article on um it was christian post and cnn they both were saying it like they have not seen such a decline when it came to Christianity uh, religion. So people are losing hope in the church and they're losing hope in the leadership and they're losing hope in each other. It's 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 a lot going on. So I don't even know where to begin, to be honest. So I, I, yeah. Um, I, so I guess the first thing, um, maybe we could just start with Beyonce. Cause that's the most like the, the last thing I can rem I can really remember. Oh, um, oh, and there, there's the pastor who like was fussing at the church because they. Didn't oh yeah, because they didn't watch. get that for his anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really listen to. I mean, I've heard Beyonce's song. Um, I didn't. I don't listen to Beyonce. I'm not a fan of hers. <gasps> um, no. Be careful. The Beehive gonna come after you for that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of her. I feel like there are more skillful musicians. That's that because I we came up at a time where we saw real artists, like, and maybe because I'm married to a musician, so like I can't like now nah, she she's a great performer, she can sing, but I don't always need like the performance. I I prefer like some quality music or whatever. So I don't listen to her. Understand, but um, like even the Saints was debating about the song back and forth on Facebook and Instagram and whatever. I really want us as believers to get to a place where we just like stop trying to tell each other what to do and just get back to the point where we're saying, 
what is the Holy Ghost telling you to do? You know, is, is the Holy Ghost convicting you about this song? Because maybe it's not convicting Kalanda and maybe I can dance to it, but maybe it's convicting sis over here, but that doesn't make me wrong because I'm listening to it. I really want us to get to a point where we're, we're, we're trying to stop, tell each other what to do. We're making rules. We're creating these preferences and creating doctrine around these preferences. And that's really what we're arguing about. Like, we're arguing over preferences. And I think Beyonce got a right to make music about whatever she want to make music about. Just like the rappers make music about their baby mamas. They call them B words. They call them hoes. And we don't get outraged about that. Mm-hmm. But Beyonce made a song about church girls. We're offended. Um, and people make inappropriate music all the time. I always wanted to know your take on that because, you know, you're the president, founder, CEO <laughs> of the church girls movement for y'all that did not know. And you are big on, and I always wanted to know, I never asked you that, but I, in my mind, I used to always be like, I'm still in Like, are you going to actually, I was thinking that you was actually going to make that like the theme song for church girls. Child, no, because I don't, <laughs> I, I don't really understand the song. I, I looked at the, the lyrics See, I'm not one of those type of people like you're gonna have to write what you mean. I'm not that type of person, like I have to like try to perceive what you were trying to say here. So I don't really get the song. I don't okay um identify with it. Like I heard somebody else talk about um, you know, if women are finding women of faith are finding freedom in her song, then that's a problem with them spiritually that you find freedom in this song. Um, and so it goes back to, okay, maybe you experiencing some church hurt. So I, I believe that, but I don't really get her song. So I can't even like pick it apart. She would have to get up and say, this is what I wrote it about. And then I would say, oh, okay, well, this is my response, but I don't, I don't get it. I think the, the theme of the song is about, you, you could be a church girl, but you could also turn up and have another side to you. So it's okay if you want to twerk. It's okay if you want to party. It's okay if you want to go out. It's okay if you want to do this. And because she was, because the lyrics were saying, like, you have to put on a mask and you have to put on for people and you get tired of living that life. You just kind of want to do your thing and loosen up and turn up. Now, I personally, as a believer, as a holiness Christian believer, (laughs) I I do not agree with it, but that's the message. And believe it or not, a lot of church girls or women that we know grow up in the church, they love it. Like, it's, it's, to them, it is liberating. So yeah. I used to always wonder that, you know, what if church girls don't make this they theme song? This is no. the new church girl and no. No. my only thing, my only problem with Beyonce with this one is, again, she's an artist. She can do whatever she want to do. Once you, um, and then with Twinkie Clark, y'all that know me know I'm a Clark Sisters fan, of course. Oh yeah, I, I forgot love, she was she I sampled their music. Yeah, I'm like, why you had to sample this particular? Why do you have to sample a gospel song? To do that, like why you couldn't sample somebody else's song and do that? So, um, but y'all mad at her for doing that, but Twinkie never gave her permission. But I don't think Twinkie knew what that song was going. Come on, now, Twinkie Clark, like she, y'all had to give her permission, she, and she and probably thought it was going. Y'all ain't do y'all I'm business sure then if y'all ain't going to yes, find she out. She got her check. That's all that matters. But I'm saying you didn't do your digging, like girl. What's the objective of this song? What are your intent? If you don't, if you signed over the rights to your song yeah. to be sampled and you didn't know what it was about, that was y'all didn't even handle y'all business. But right? to be honest, people have been doing that for years. Like you got Reed Franklin, Ray Charles, they always sample yeah. gospel songs in turn. So I'm sure it wasn't anything. I wouldn't blame. Like I said, I just think the intention of it needs to be uh, questioned. And like, what is the motive behind it? What is the message that you're trying to get behind it? Like I said, it definitely got these church girls going loose now because they feel like. It could drop it like a body. Drop it, drop it like a body. <laughs> I just felt like it wasn't for me. <laughs> it's for women who do feel like they can't be themselves. I'm not that type of church girl anymore. So I just felt like it wasn't for me. Um, Makes sense. But yeah. I'm going to do a response to it. I'm going to call it Church Boys. Me and um, I'm going to see if me and T, I can put something. What there. y'all going to drop it like? I guess y'all no, we're not dropping. <laughs> I can't, oh God, I can't say that. <laughs> what, what's gonna be y'all? I can't say Who? what we're gonna drop. Not on this show. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. All right here so we go. The other thing has been, you know, I don't I don't know what we have to what we have to do in our ministries, but 
because we're going, you know, we're going live, everybody's having like ministry online. It really has opened up like the opportunity for people to take sound bites. So the pastor who like say he said he wasn't pressing at his church, he was making the point. But then I was talking to a friend the other day and she reminded me that they also was mad at Bishop Jace over the summer because of some clip that they took out of context oh, and tried to say that, he, yeah, they said he didn't respect women. And so like churches are not in a position where it don't matter. You could, you didn't even have to be there. You didn't know what pastor said before that sound bite went viral. I don't really, um, my mama said she won't listen to it. It's called church girl. Mama. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. She can't listen to it. Let her listen to it. Oh God. You it ain't a gospel song. <laughs> but she know that because it's by Beyonce. Oh, oh, let her God. listen to it. She know. So y'all know what the young adults, if you hear the music at the young adult um, sessions at church, that's what it, the soundtrack is. Right. I think, but you know what though, I think live streaming has now, it, it's helped the church, but it's also hindering the church. Yeah. And this is why it's so important that you have people in your media ministry that are current with the times and current with what's going on <laughs> that can help you have a successful um, live stream media cert e online yeah. church whatever it's hard when you have somebody that's not in the season to do these things because they don't know how to edit they don't know how to make sure certain things are not aired and certain stuff like that so i really want to encourage ministries it's very possible but y'all got to really like lighten up and allow some of these younger skilled people that know social media that know the culture to help you all with this so you all won't be making all these mistakes and and looking crazy on facebook live <laughs> i'm just saying like if you got somebody 90 years old over your media ministry and they going live of course they're going to air everything they're going to be doing all kind of crazy stuff so all kind of sound bites and stuff that it, it's not being right so you need to get young yeah. i would say get somebody that's younger that's professional if you got to hire somebody do something because yeah. we got to clean a lot of this stuff up now there are some things i know that we don't have any control over you know what people say but a lot of this stuff can be controlled and edited and and protected we got to get we got to really restore because right now the church is not looking good at all so we got to find a way to um, restore the image and, and restore the reputation of um the church um they know technology you got kids now in elementary school they know how to work TikTok and stuff like that so i'm just saying y'all y'all got to really step to the it's okay step to the side and then if, if it's that bad just come off live stream don't don't even go live because yeah. a lot of the preaching that we heard growing up back in the day you know especially now it's we, we live in a very sensitive community but back in the day the preachers used to call y'all kind of names over the pulpit you know they used to call you oh it's a real room nice. i said I don't, I don't care no more they used to call you a vd yeah <laughs> you know they used to call you the f word they used to you know they used to call you a hoe they used to call you all kind of stuff and the saints back then took it but this generation they're not taking that no more so you got to find another tactic to to preach and and be relevant and current with the times now you don't get a, i'm not saying that it's right to call people out their names because you have to have compassion and love when you're preaching the gospel of jesus christ but i'm just saying that old school way of preaching these people are not putting up with that anymore i think it's, it's also really going live is also exposing that a lot of people don't have anything to say yeah so the sound bites have been about like commentary it's not like sound bites about scripture or like teaching. Cause like, okay, well, Pastor, what kind of point you was making when you was telling everybody that they was being stingy because they didn't get you to watch that you wanted? Like, what what text did that line up with? Um, and so I think this is really exposing like what our messages are about that there is no meat. So that does okay. So the only thing we can record is your commentary. Yeah, either your commentary or a praise break. Right, <laughs> y'all. They shouting, y'all. Let's go live. They got we got praise for Right, and it and it's sad because it's causing the church to become so commercial now. It's not really authentically church. Like you can't really find uh, and it, it's church. I, I miss the days when church was just authentic. Like 
when you got up on Sunday morning and you went to church, it felt like you was going to church. You you knew God was going to move in. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, now it's just like, we got to do everything for the sake of cameras and lights. And it's a, it's a performance now. You know, we even preach messages now that caters towards a good performance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we, and, and, in the, and what we're doing in the meantime, we messing up. If we just stick to the anointing and stick to preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and sticking to the word, we would definitely see a turnaround with a lot of these ministries. But yeah, we got to get back. We got to go back to the old landmark. I'm sorry. I mean, it's it school, is but it's the truth. This it's the whole it's a whole Bible that although there is one interpretation for each for the text, there are many applications. So mm -hmm. there are different ways that the text can be presented, and we just mm -hmm. act like we don't have anything yeah, to say. So. The Holy Ghost don't have nothing to say. I look at pastors like T D Jakes that he has been teaching and preaching as long as he has. And um, he mentioned that sound bite that went viral. And he told, he basically said he wants to, and they, of course he's gotten to the point where it does not bother him when people take his teaching out of you know context. Um, but I was looking at him the other day and I was like, God, this man been preaching all this these years. He probably don't preach every story in the Bible. And you, he still got something he's to say. Relevant. And it, and then that's how you know like how effective he is because they lied and said that half the people that a lot of people left his church because of that sound bite. That man church still packing. Right. Like people don't understand. There is and and the Lord had to remind me of something this weekend because um I'm gonna be honest, we've been transparent on the real room. There was something that I kind of got myself into this weekend that I should not have got myself into. And the Holy Ghost told me not to get into it, but because I was in my flesh. I did it. And so after I did, got into the situation, did what I did, I felt so convicted and so bad about it. And the Holy Spirit, and I repented and I asked God, I said, God, I promise I'm, I'm going to try my best not to do this again. And da 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 da, -da. Y'all don't worry about what it was. It's none of your business. It's under the blood. <laughs> but anyway, but the Lord had to remind me that there is an attack on the church and the devil is looking for reasons to make the church look bad. So even though we are human and we make human mistakes and stuff like that, the devil will use any small thing we do to try to make God look completely bad. And yeah. when the Lord told me that, it was like a chill came over me. And um, matter of fact, when I um, when I did what I when I did what I did, and I went back, I thought I had when I did what I did, and I was walking to the car or something like that. I tripped and fell, and I I got a scab on my arm right now from it. And I said, okay, God, you ain't got to teach me no more lessons. Like, I, that's my warning. I got to scale my arm, you know, because. That's going to be a sign. It, that's my sign. Every time I look at my elbow, I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, I'm not. Because I don't want to, see, I'm saying it now, so if stuff got out, y'all be like, well, he already talked about it career. But I don't want it to be a situation where people look at me and lose faith in God, you know. Yeah. So not saying that I'm trying to live my life to please people. But I'm trying to live my life to represent God in every area that I do. Yes, I'm going to make some mistakes. I'm going to make some decisions and stuff like that. But it won't be the same ones. I'll say that much. So, But I'm just saying that to say this. People are looking for a reason to lose faith in the church. Because the minute yeah. they hear about this, oh, see, that's why I'll go to church now. That, that, that's what everybody says. That's why I'll go to church now. And that's why you've got to be mindful of our content, what we say, how we handle people, what we you know do, all of that. Because at the end of the day, um, it reflects God. It reflects God. And that's, we really have to be like led by the spirit when we're posting stuff, even on social media. And as a, I guess I'm considered a content creator when I post stuff on church girls, I'm always like, oh God, that's too much. I don't think I want to say that. You want me to say it like that? And then I say it and then I do always have people come in the comments who disagree but the spirit always gives me something to say back to them. But I feel like when we are putting things out that the Lord has given his clearance or he's, you know, given his approval of, then of, co of course he covers us. But I think a lot of things that maybe that we're sharing on social media, we're we're sharing it because we it's clickbait or because, oh, this is going to go viral. This is going to be the one. And it's not really covered. It's not protected. By, by the spirit so then it there is potential for it to be taken out of context or you know to to go to wrong you know go the wrong way but i don't want us to be in a position where we are afraid to speak the truth online but we do need to be led 
by the Lord. Because I called, I made a comment about that the other day, about how that a lot of people's issue with Jesus really is the fact that they have an issue with the person who misrepresented mm -hmm. Jesus to them. And so, you know, I have people who come in and who comment and say, uh, you know, basically, you know, God is really your, you know, your higher self, but they really are. They're looking for a reason to discount, to discredit mm -hmm. what we have to say. And when that came out the other day about the, the pastor who grabbed the woman online, like while they were live, and I know he's come out with his own story, but I'm like, God, how do we get the people in the world to see that there are still believers who live above reproach? There are still some of us who like walk and live in the fear of the Lord. Like we are led by the spirit. We still are convicted by the spirit and we move according to those convictions. How do we let people know that we're, we're still here? And, I, and it's like the spirit was like, y'all got to come out of hiding. Like nobody wants to say anything because we see like, oh, they're going after such and such. Like, you know, I know they'll say something. Nobody wants to be bold enough. And I was like, well, Lord, how, how are we supposed to, you know, want to do this? And we, we're seeing... You know, even who we think are the good guys being persecuted publicly. And then it goes back to ain't nothing new under the sun. They've been doing this since the days of Paul and Peter. They was being persecuted for what they had to say. And so. And to be honest, even back in those days, you still had Christians that were doing stuff. Look, read Corinthians. You know, read, read those books. Like they were doing, they were having orgies in the church with yeah. in-laws and stuff. So the stuff that's happening now is nothing nothing, it's, it's new. nothing new to God. Like he's God has always dealt with all of these scandals. Scandals yeah. are not new. Um, but it does take somebody to stand up and be like, okay, y'all, we gotta clean this mess up and get it together. That's why a lot of people don't get delivered because they don't see people delivered. And then the ones that get that got delivered, they're afraid to tell their testimonies. Right. Because the church is gonna hold them to it. You know, some so it's sad that some people can't share certain testimonies with the church. Because the church will put them in, leave them in that box. That's, That's true. Topic. But it's the truth. I watched a girl on TikTok today who testified about how the Lord del delivered her um, from homosexuality. And I was like, okay, look at sis, like, giving her testimony. And you're right. I thought about it because I was like, and she was to do that in church. They would say, congratulations, God is good. But she would always be labeled as the girl who used to be gay. Yep, and then if a dude try to get better, you better be careful. You know she's gay, right? Yep, yep. Same thing if it was a dude. Y'all, y'all, and y'all women bad. Y'all know y'all doing what a dude real bad. Y'all was trying to man. Let a man get up and say the Lord delivered him from that. Y'all be sitting there like, mm -mm, I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't believe it. Like we gotta really be if we're gonna if we gonna be the church, we gotta be the church, and we gotta let people know that regardless of what you've been, regardless of what you do in your life, regardless of what your lifestyle is. God can still change you. God can still deliver you. We all have came from something. Something. And right. Like I just told y'all, I just did something this weekend. I had no business doing. Oh, but God. And that was your warning, Stanley. See, see the scalp. Let me see. Oh, you fell bad. And I don't normally fall. And I wasn't even drinking or nothing like that. I'm like, well, Jesus. Did you trip over a step? I think I did. And I felt like, boo. And when I got up, I said, you know what, Lord? You're right. You ain't going to have no problems out there. I yield. I yield. I yield. I yield. Family, you too old what to be falling like, right. like that. What must I do to be saved? <laughs> You're going to be like, um, what's, what's the man of God? I'll tell you what it was. It was a dog. It, that's what it was. It was a dog. Like when oh, I went man. back, a dog stopped me and was like a pit bull. And I was I was trying to run for the dog. I backed up and I tripped and fell. I said, Lord, this dog's gonna kill me right here in this hall. <laughs> but I, I said to myself, I said that was the Lord. He put a thorn in your had to put a thorn in your flesh. He definitely put a thorn so in So that you will remember him. But my arm is still in pain. So we thank God for his his he has rescued my life and I'll never go to that. <laughs> They say that's all this time. I'm gonna mean that. <laughs> you have rescued my life. <laughs> I ain't never going back. Uh-uh. No, sir. I got a oh, scar wow. to prove it. 
Well, yeah, it happens. I mean, it's life. We make decisions. Sometimes we, you know, we 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 ignore our flesh, and that just the Holy Spirit is showing us where our weaknesses are and yeah. things of that nature. And it ain't always like the extreme stuff that we say, but you know, we just got to be mindful because whatever we do affects. It makes God. What we do reflects God. If you say you save and you you wearing the name of God, whatever you do, it's it, it's going to reflect God. So. I, let me ask you a question because I was talking to my sister about it. Is was, was I talking to Tisha? I can't remember who I was talking about, to about, about. Maybe it was Tisha, and I was asking her because a lot of the things that are happening, I know like the man the man of God said it at the beginning of the year, and now we're seeing it. Uh, a lot of it, but then I'm also like, okay, well, God, how wasn't I able to discern this? Hmm. So why aren't we able, or why haven't we, is God, I mean, I know he doesn't reveal everything to us, but like, for example, if there were certain tables we were eating from, and we weren't able to, yeah. I think it it, it all matters. I think everything's revealed. It depends on your level of prayer life. Um, like when you don't pray as much, you don't know as much. And when you pray much, you know much. Um, it, and, and fasting and stuff like that. I think that's what really determines how sensitive you are to God. Like, for instance, I said to myself yesterday, when that situation happened, I said, you know what, I'm going to go on a fast. Because <laughs> this cannot happen again. <laughs> so I need to fail. When I felt I got about oh. driving home, and I was like, oh, God. And then I said to myself, I said, this, this can't happen again. So I need to go on a fast. So I think um, we definitely need to really get more sensitive with our prayer life. Like, you know, we'll, you know, we'll talk to our friends and try to talk to other people. But when you don't know God's voice, it's hard to hear from them. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of times, you know, we don't. Like, for instance, believe it or not, a lot of people don't get this man credit because of his theology and I don't agree with his theology but he did say something beginning of this year that came to pass um he prophesied that Queen Elizabeth was going to die this year Carlton Pearson back in February he did he said that her days was numbered he said and and her time is up and he said um when she passed there's getting ready to be a shift that's going to happen in the earth he said it's going to look like chaos and confusion especially with the church he said, but if the saints hold on, it's going to make sense. It's not going to be like a long period of confusion. It's just like a reconstruction and type thing. I'm just paraphrasing. But he did. He prophesied that, that she was going to pass. And sure enough, I mean, they just put the lady, they finally put the lady in the ground today. So I hate to say it like that. No disrespect to the queen. But they put the lady in, you know, they buried her today. But so, but God gave him that word. You know, God showed it to him. So like I said, it depends on your level of prayer, your level of consecration, your level of seeking God's face. You know, sometimes you just have to shut off social media. I have to do it sometimes. Come off social media and turn off the television and just kind of just shut away for a minute and, and, and go by yourself. Go by yourself. And and that's, that way you can be sensitive to the voice of God. And the Lord will show you some things. It's funny that you said that um, there was somebody else who I listened to who said that there was going to be a a political shift. And I feel like as a result of her death, a lot of things are happening politically. I can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. I can kind of feel it's something about her death that's kind of spiritual to me. I can feel it, though. You know, and she reigned for 70 years. That's a whole generation, like 70 years you reigned. So after 70 years, yeah, I, I can feel the shift. I, I can feel it. So I don't know exactly what's going to, I don't claim to be no prophet. So don't ask me, but I, I can feel something. I can feel something taking place. I, I really can since she's passed. It, yeah, I can feel some things taking place. But the Saints got to hold on. Don't ask you. Don't ask me. Please don't ask me. <laughs> Man, I, I just don't want us to, because like even with the gift of prophecy, because of how it's treated, how, you know, we don't really respect the office because there are a lot of scammers out there and you, it's really difficult to see through the, you know, the stuff. Um, 
I don't want us to miss out on when God really is giving warning. Because I was listening to a, um, somebody earlier um, who had a word for those of us, specifically her word was for those of us who are in Greek sororities. And that's been like a whole nother thing. Um, like, seemed like this summer, more than anything, a lot of people have been, um, I guess, leaving their membership in their Greek organizations because they realized that they had made a vow to an idol and all this kind of stuff. And so it was this girl on TikTok and she was talking about the Lord gave me a warning to everybody who is in an organization. And her warning was like, oh, God is using that tone. Like it's a lot of us who talk to him daily and he has not said anything. <laughs> he hasn't said anything. Um, about that to us and I really just want us to be mindful like to even be discerning when it comes to a lot of the voices that we hear um to try them because even the most valued leaders get like some hate speech on these social media um you know platforms I heard a person the other day bad mouthing Bishop Jackson you know his ministry and at this point it's like well well, God, like no, everybody's saying different things. No wonder nobody can really rely on the prophetic voice because everybody is claiming to prophesy on behalf of, you know, on the Lord. And so I'm like, God, it is difficult sometimes to see through all that to figure out, okay, who really is hearing from God? And I don't want us to miss out when the warnings come. Um, so you're right. We have to stay close. You have to gotcha. and everybody's pray. not a, everybody's not a prophet everybody's not right a everybody's not a prophet everybody's not a prophet and just because god gave you a word of prophecy for somebody that does That's not necessarily mean. mean you're a prophet he just used you because you were available at that moment yeah Pastor did a, not a prophet. he did a good explanation of that when it comes to the office mm -hmm. of prophecy um mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's one of those areas where we do need to get more clarity about because just case, just because the Lord gave you a word one time, doesn't mean that it you don't are. Make you a prophet, no. Just because He gave it to you two or three times, that does yeah. not mean you. You were sometimes God just uses us with gifts because we are a available, available yeah. at that moment. So you know, and so we can't uh, we can't assume that that's the ministry that God has us in. Like for instance. I know the type of ministry I have. Um, it is a very What's your ministry? God uses me in deliverance. Seriously, he does. I always I always have to pray for people. I always have to go spiritual warfare. I'm always confronted with people with different types of struggles and 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 bondages and all kind of things. And that's that's been my thing for years. I never broadcast that because I I begin to have people come to me sometimes. But on a but seriously, on a on a real deal thing, it's honestly deliverance. And and I'm and I understand that it's a messy ministry. It's not a ministry that is popular uh, because you gotta deal with people, you gotta walk with people, you gotta put your own reputation on the line to walk with it, some of these people, um, because they're hurting. And it's like, oh, well, he must be one of them too, because he with them. No, I'm only with them because they're trying to get set free. So it's it's just one of those things, and you know, but that's just the that was just the that's the cross I bear, and I and I flow in that, you know, when and I flow in that. I'm always studying in my private time. I'm always studying about deliverance and always studying demonologies and witchcraft and all of that. I read up on a lot of people, Derek Prince and and John Eckhart and oh God, I, I can go down the list. So that that's my thing. That is my thing, and. That honestly, God gave me that at a very early age. So I try to work in that. I don't sit up here and try to be, you know, somebody that operated in this ministry because that ain't my thing. I know what God called me to do. So yeah, I could like honestly, I could really detect like if somebody really going through something, it's like I could just pick it up in the spirit and detect it. And yeah, so yeah, y'all, but please, please don't flood my inbox. Thank you. <laughs> that's why my that's why my social media handle is not on my name. <laughs> They'll be saying, um, Pastor, I I need to talk to you about something. No, they do not say pastor. I need to talk to you about something. 
They be saying, Stanley, I need to talk to you about But you know, though, in our house, with, with me, my dad, my mom, my brother, each, all four of us, God used, which is so crazy, God used all four of us in a different sector. Like, everybody know my dad, know my dad is, Jesus says he's the evangelist. Like, he is, if, if he ain't going to preach nothing else, he's going to preach. Jesus says, my dad is probably one of the greatest soul winners in the world. I have seen God use him to convert the impossible people. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> they got sorry. <laughs> you know, that, and my dad's been like that all of my life. My mom, if you know my mom, my mom is probably one of the greatest prayer and intercessory warfare people in the world. Like, I have seen her and my dad go in people's houses and cast out demons in other people's houses and stuff. Like, I, you know, I've seen, like, when it comes to that, you know, like I said, God uses me mainly in the area of deliverance. But believe it or not, my brother, God uses him in healing. My brother, to this day, as as crazy as he is, <laughs> my brother can detect when people are sick, he can detect illnesses. Like, he has a strong healing anointing. Like, it, it's on him heavy. And all four of us kind of just, we worked in our own little lanes. It, it's crazy, though. My brother could be the next, my brother could be the black Eddie Hill. Seriously. So y'all keep praying for Josh. <laughs> we praying for you too. Tell the Lord, put a hook in him. Put a hook in him. And we praying for you too. Oh, yeah. So your deliverance. Who got a who got so you could be the next who? No, I'm gonna be the next Stanley Plex. Well, you I'm trying to make him the next Benny Hinn? No, I'm gonna be the next Stanley Plex. We already have a Benny Hinn. I'm not trying to be nobody else but me. And, but honestly, and like I said, when this situation, let me go back to this weekend. What's I'm telling you, the Lord, the Lord you, really had to really show cry? me like, no, I didn't cry. I'm not a crier. But the Lord really had to show me like, no, no, I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to let you fall down this slippery slope. You got some other people we got to get out of this. I can't let you get bound because if you get bound, you're not going to be able to help nobody else get free. So no, we not we not even finna we not even finna go down. Literally finna you literally. I mean it fall. literally like like I like you know how people say deliverance takes the process. I will say this situation it didn't take the process. <laughs> I literally had situations. to fall to get it. It's one of those situations so, where I put I'm it down like, and I ain't picked it up no more. It up, yeah, I'm gonna have to say that one on this one. Nah, yeah, God ain't gonna have no problems out of me concerning this. And like hey. So if it's gonna be something, it's gonna be something else. It ain't gonna be this. <laughs> hey, I just felt that. Look at his grace. His grace is sufficient. Right. Right. And you know what? The Lord told me this the other day. Private deliverance prevents public shame. If a lot of us be honest with ourselves and take a step back from these platforms, that's why this. This summer, like when we was off on the real room, I did a lot of, I was telling uh, Marcus about it. I did a lot of self um, evaluating. I did a lot of self um, detoxing. Like I really did, like a lot of people didn't know it, but I was really dealing with a lot of stuff internally and, and emotionally and spiritually. I got a therapist y'all, a good therapist. Like, what? And, yep, I've been in therapy since uh, June. Been over there doing a deep clean. I am like I, I got like I've been going back. I'm back in school. It's like I am I am so much. This is the most peaceful that I am with myself in so long, and um, I've been really doing that because like I'm like hey I'm not gonna be a mess. I ain't gonna be another one of them. Y'all ain't gonna make no movie off of me. I'm out hook for Jesus. That's another topic. <laughs> Won't be hucking on my name. Come on. How you standing? Yeah, I, I, I feel like seriously, I have really been doing some, you know, am I perfect? No, far from it. But I think I'm better than what I was. Which is needed. But I think a lot of times as ministers, I'm going to say it like that, like people who as servants, we don't always take care of ourselves because we're always concerned about the needs of the people assigned to the ministry God has given us. And so we don't take care of ourselves. So I'm glad that you had the self-awareness that, okay, 
there's somebody else I need to go talk to so that they can pour into me because I keep having to pour, you know, as I'm pouring out into these other people. Mm-hmm. So good for you. Yeah, we're trying. We're trying. We're trying. We're trying to get back into the swing. Okay, you got you a good therapist. I do, y'all. And he's a, a black man. That's oh, the funny good. part. Like, that is very rare to find a black male therapist. And he's an older black guy, former preacher, Baptist preacher. And, uh, oh, y'all perfect for each other. No, we're not because he actually challenged everything. He told me he said Pentecostals are the worst patients because we, <laughs> we, if we're not careful, we could become so self righteous. And in my mind, I said he's telling the truth. We can be because we wear holiness as a badge of honor, and everybody going to hell but us. So if we're not mm. careful, we can't be self righteous. So he was like, I really don't like that. Um, because he asked me, he was like, what denomination you're part of? So I told him. And he was like, uh-uh, uh, I ain't gonna, I don't even wait. He said, y'all so self-righteous. Y'all Pentecost only this folks are so self-righteous. <laughs> and to be honest, I had to admit it. I was like, you know what? I think I am. I think I can be. And we, and when we went to digging, I said, okay, I do see a little self-righteousness in that. So, yeah. Yeah, y'all go to therapy. Y'all need it. Y'all need it. All the saints. If you Pentecost holding this, you need therapy. I mean, I think a lot of us could use somebody to talk to, even if it's not a therapist, like a mm-hmm. accountability group or like a life oh. group. Because a lot of, especially because a lot of stuff that we've seen, I think in with just the church, mm-hmm. I don't think we realize like how damaging it is to see like the the very structure that made you who you are, like mm-hmm. start crumbling, you know, before your eyes. And it's like, oh my God, like if the church falls who are we because we really have a lot of our identity tied to the actual church setting versus our identities being tied to christ because we spend so much of our time serving god in church so yeah um i think we all probably need somebody to talk to (laughs) watching this stuff our beloved pastors and um you know people fall like right before the pandemic used to be this um Maybe I used to follow on social media and I would say, God, why do we even need my ministry? And she got like a young women's ministry. Baby went through a scandal in the middle of COVID. And when I say she's so far removed from that ministry, like moved on the other side of the world to like start over with her family. It, it happens. It's, it's sad, but it, it truly happens. You know, God, that's why the Bible says, Promotion don't come from the north, south, east, west. God picks up one and take. When God is done with you, he's, he's done. He showed taking got somebody waiting. He yep. showed taking And that's something we got to learn. God always has somebody waiting. <laughs> you always got to back. Like, he always got somebody ready to take your place. Whatever, you know. And you just got to be, we just got to be mindful of that. So a lot of this stuff that we're doing, um, hey, we just got to be mindful of it. Because it, God could honestly say, all right, that's it. I'm sick of you. Let me go and pull these covers off and let you yeah. pull you over to yourself and let you don't kill yourself. I love you too much. I ain't going to kill you, but I'm going to let you do it to yourself. So I'm going to yeah. turn you over to yourself. Ooh, Jesus. Ain't that song? And he's doing yeah. it. He is doing it. I don't know if y'all follow a lot of the mainstream leaders. Or I want to say mainstream. that They're the popular. But it's happening to like the popular preachers. Um. Yep. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. Yep. <laughs> it's sad. Um, what about um? Oh, so somebody asked me about the uh, about what's our thoughts on the fifteen hundred dollar prep prayer class? Oh, so I'm gonna give. You, I'm gonna let you go first. <laughs> so I'm I'm now I'm gonna preface this with saying. Through Church Girls, I have a course, and it is also a couple hundred dollars. It's not thousands. And I have a hard time even putting a, a price on it because I feel like I, I don't want costs to be an issue why somebody can't get what they need. But I also understand the need to value your time and that you spend teaching, studying, coaching, or producing a product that people can learn from for like a lifetime. And so I understand putting the value on that. I'm careful though about like, what is the topic? So I would never 
pay to go to a course about prayer or, um, I don't know, deliverance. Even if you're getting a certificate and certifications and all uh, that. Because I guess, so my, my thing is, I don't, I feel like the, the Bible has taught us how to pray. It gave us the model prayer. So I don't know what else you could be teaching me unless you're teaching me, you know, the different types of prayers, how to pray um, corporately, intercession, intercessory prayer. Like, now I can understand that, but just a blanket prayer workshop, I would never sign up, you know, for, for that. Um, and so even with my own course, the Religious Detox, I'm intentional because I, I understand that the Bible has given us like the formula on how to not be religious. He, it tells us specifically, this is the religion that Jesus accepts. And so I am intentional about what is inside of my course so that, you, so that there is some value in it. But I don't know, maybe her flyer just wasn't explaining enough. If there is more that she offers, you know, I don't think her course is explaining that. Because it did, it just looked like you get 14 hours with her and you get oil. I'm not paying for any of that oil and a prayer shawl i wouldn't do any of that yeah get your i mean and she handing out autograph books or autograph journals but i feel like gone are the days when we making people pay for oil and like your anointing is greater i mean i understand your calling is different and you may have more experience but the same power that you put that you prayed or that's over this oil, it's the same power that the Lord can use me to cover my own, you know, oil, you know, because it's like, okay, so if I can't afford it, can I not get, does my oil not have any power? So it wasn't great. I just don't think it was well thought out. I think that person, and for the sake of the show, we're not going to say the person's name. Y'all yeah. already know what we're talking about. But I think that person is probably caught up in the fame of their name where they feel like they can get away with that and do that because they've done it mm. years for years. Um, but that person has to understand, like you said, those days are over. People are not sending in money for prayer cloths and, and blessed oil and stuff like that. Not when you realize that this is the thing. That's why, that's why this generation need the Holy Ghost. When you really have uh, the Holy Ghost, you don't, you realize the same power that that person has, you, you yourself possess as well yeah. um now i get it they may have spent more time in prayer and consecration so it may seem like that level of power is more intense but if you do the same type of consecration the same level of consecration in prayer god can give you that same anointing if not even greater i've seen god use some of the, some of the most powerful people i've seen god use with people whose names went in the head like or famous people and stuff like that so what i'm saying is is this is that um when it comes to prayer and stuff me personally when i first somebody asked me about it and i said this in luke when the disciples asked jesus master teach us how to pray he pretty much just said when you pray you go into your secret closet and the lord that sees you in secretly he'll reward you openly and when you pray you say our father with god in heaven and all of that you know this and that he didn't say okay um it's gonna cost you uh 50 pieces of silver <laughs> or 30 mites and all of that he just went ahead and talked them how to pray. And I don't want people to get robbed of an opportunity because they because they can't afford to pay you. Now they don't know how to pray. Like that, that's not right. That's not yeah. right. We got we if anything, we need to teach people how to pray and show people what prayer is and the power of prayers. That that should not be a charge at all. But I get it. You gotta pay for your time and you gotta pay for materials and stuff. So I understand that. But on the flip side of it, you can't just, some things are like, come on now, let's lighten it up a little bit. I, I, I'm with you, Todd. She is in line with a lot of people who are offering certain conferences um, who do charge more than that. I had somebody um, take issue, and I, I'm not going to say the name, but um, there's a preacher who they, you know, like they go from city to city preaching and then they they charge for it. Like you have to purchase tickets to come 
hear them preach. And I seen where somebody else, oh, yeah. um, her her husband is a musician or singer, and like she started her own, her own organization, and she um was doing Bible study, and she was charging for tickets to come to Bible study. So I'm not really sure what the line is on. I think the line. I think the line should be. I'm old school when it comes to this stuff. I think you should just do what the Lord say do and just trust that God will provide and open those doors. Like if people invite you to come to their ministry, then just trust that they're going to do the right thing. You know, if they don't, then you just know not to go back. I'm just, you know, like me personally, I've lately, lately, I've been going to different places a lot lately, but I never, ever, ever bring up any of that, you know, I just go. They, hey, can, are you available? Sure. And I just go. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and I think we got to get back to that. And if we get back to that, that not only would that help bring integrity back to you as a minister of the gospel, but it'll also create a, a honor more for God in the ministry because it shows that you're not in it for the money. Like I said, I understand you got to get, you know, if you're doing it full time and things like that, but the people that's inviting you should know you full time. So they should know to take care of you. And stuff yeah. like that but to come off the bat with a demand like that that that's a lot i got a young preacher friend of mine and me and him was having this discussion and, and we both said it. it's amazing in our generation the only way we can get wisdom and get learning and mentoring it is we we got to pay for it nobody's willing to be a father we got to pay for it how would you feel every time you go to god and you ask god for stuff that he well you got to pay for this or what if you go to your natural parents and you ask them for advice okay i'm gonna give it to you but I'm gonna need fifty dollars, but then yeah, we say, but we do that with oh, school. But that's school, you know. So, I get that. That's school, so. What's the yeah? So what's the difference? My thing of it is, if you're gonna charge me and give me information, then are you gonna give me an opportunity to, at least with school, when I get my degree, it opens up doors for opportunities for me to operate with that degree that I have. I can go to businesses and say, hey. I've been here, I have this degree and I can get a job or I can do this and do that. But I feel like with the church, if you're gonna charge me and I don't mind paying for conferences and, and registrations, I've done it before plenty of times. But if you're gonna do that, are you creating opportunities for me to exercise what I've invested into? Just saying. Like if you're gonna have a preaching institute and you're charging me a thousand dollars for your institute and I come to your institute, is your institute not only going to give me wisdom and, and, and knowledge, but is it also, are you also going to be able to open up opportunities for me to utilize my gift with the information that you gave me? So you want to make sure that you're just not taking my money and leaving, but that if you're going to take my money, you're and not just giving me wisdom, not just teaching me, but you're also going to give me practical opportunities to yeah, like, like, and I'm not saying, call, yeah, and I'm not saying, like, call, hey, such, such, been at my conference, um, can you let them come free? I'm not saying stuff like that, but does your name, does your business have enough credibility to say, hey, this person was a part of this particular institute, um, you know what, let's bring them on board because they studied and they've been mentored under this particular program. I'm just saying. This would be a good, we might have to do a show about this because I'm thinking about, like, so think so think about so mine i'm not charging a thousand dollars i am charging hundreds of dollars um so i think about like so not only with what with my course am i teaching you based off of what i had to go through personally but then you also are able to tap into what i had to pay for so that i can mm -hmm. teach you so what about that return on you can't really put a price on my life experience no, not at all. So we could put a price on like I went to college and now I'm teaching you something that you didn't have to go to college for, but you get to get this for free. But like I got to put a price on the fact that I am. I get it if you certify because we pay for therapy, we pay for doctors, we pay for yeah. nurse. So I I I get that. So I'm just saying, as long as it's something that can enhance, yeah, what the this person be a is good doing. Conversation. I don't know who like, we. 
talk, Go ahead. talk who could we bring on the light? Not nobody here. Don't say that much. <laughs> Just being honest. Don't say that. We gotta reach out of town. We'll call somebody from out of town. Somebody to talk that. about this because this would be good because I don't want people to feel like the Lord wants to. Ex- I don't feel like the Lord wants to exploit our gifts. I don't believe that He wants us to just use our gifts um, mm-hmm. and then not compensate is not the right word, but maybe not reward it for our mm-hmm. sharing our talent and our treasure and our time. I don't believe He wants us to get, but I know that there has to be a standard and there are certain things i would never you know i'm not teaching anybody how to i'm not charging anybody to teach them how to pray god no, give you some scriptures and show you like what a bible i, I, mean, I love, there's a scripture that that tells you specifically like these are the types of prayers like so yeah. i'm not teaching you anything that you could like find in the bible for yourself but anybody so knows me know I, I i can't help it i inherited it from my mom as far as the prayer I love prayer. I love prayer. I pray every day, every single day. So if somebody was to come to me and ask me to teach them, I'm going to teach them how to pray because because I want you to enjoy what I enjoy in prayer. So I'm not going to be like, all right, I'll teach you, but it's going to be $50. No. All right. Stanley going to do a prayer workshop then. No, I'm not doing no prayer workshop. No. Why not? Because I'm already busy with something coming up. So Uh uh I ain't doing no prayer workshop. No. Maybe next year. Y'all ain't gonna come anyway. So <laughs> we'll do it virtually. Folks don't want to pray. They want to shout. They don't want to pray. <laughs> if I had a shout workshop, they'll pack that one out. We <laughs> can do it virtually. No, that was I another like, thing. I think um, it's like a preach off or something like that. Do you remember? Yeah, that? the winner get a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. A couple of months. But he ended up taking it down because it's not a contest. Yeah. What's the demand? Get? If the demand gets right. to one person, then okay. I'm not going to charge. I'm not going to charge because I would. Because I never then you, charge. Then you're going to have. Then you're going to have expenses because if more than one person wants my wants to access me, either I'm going to have to do this virtually. Zoom is only going to let me have so many, so much time for a free Zoom call. Or if I do it in person, I'm going to have to get a space. There are going to be expenses. And it's okay for people to go and invest in things that they need for their spiritual growth. That is okay. Yeah. Now, I agree. Like, I understand that. But, like, if I'm going to charge, which I've had, which we've had events with Shakers, every event that we've had, I've never, ever, ever gained financially from any of them. As a matter of fact, I lost more financially than I've gained, to be honest. But if we do offline, then because that may be a whole other thing. Yeah, that's the whole thing. But if I did charge, it would definitely be for expenses, building, material, stuff like that. It wouldn't be for anything for me personally to gain from it. So if we did do like a registration and all of that, it'll be for that. It wouldn't be for. That's how it is when when I do my. Trying to live off of it. Yeah, that's how it is when I do my retreats. I'm specifically charging. To help take care of the expenses, I don't yeah. like take home a check afterwards. When I do the detox, I am charging for my time, and then I've created resources. So, like one of the yeah. resources is I created an evaluation. I couldn't find one. I wanted to be. Able, I was looking for a church, and I needed an evaluation to evaluate whether this was the church for me based on what my needs were. And I created an evaluation. So I think when you have to produce results that don't exist, it's like a book. Like, I got to charge something for this because this is creative content. I can't just put it out there in the world and not put a, you know, a price on it. But we're going to have to talk. We're going to have to talk. Yeah, we're going to talk about that later. Because, um, yeah. Because <laughs> I need to see how much you charge for your next thing because it might not be enough. Oh, no, it's definitely enough because I just need it. And see, this is my thing. Whenever I do ministry things, Matter of fact, I'll just go to put this plug in anyway since we get ready to go. But October 29th, every young preacher under the age of 40, we were supposed to do it this weekend coming up, but it got pushed back. But October 29th, we are doing a young preacher's brunch Saturday from 10 a.m. to uh, 1 p.m. October 29th. I know it's Florida Georgia weekend, so all y'all Gator fans can still, y'all will be out in time to go and sin and backslide and do whatever y'all wanted to do. <laughs> but it's going to be a opportunity for us to network. I really want to use this as a moment to really break this stronghold of division in the city of Jacksonville in regards to preachers. It's a stronghold of division, competition, 
warring against each other. And I really want this to be a way where we all can just kind of take our hats off and just relax and get to know one another, build relationships. It's a lot of young preachers that don't have preacher friends. You know, they can't talk to anybody else in ministry and things like that. We have some of the fathers from our city that will be there. Um, Bishop Edward Robinson, uh, Bishop Virgil Jones Sr. Um, we we got some folk that's going to be there, trust me. And the list is still going on. Pastor uh, Gary Williams of Hopewell. Um, it, it's going to be phenomenal. And they're going to talk. We're going to ask questions. We're going to fellowship. And like I said, it's, this is going to be a no ego type atmosphere. And it's not. we're not going to live stream it because we want people to be comfortable and be themselves. So again, that is October the 29th at the Beaver Street Enterprise Center. Um, the flyer will be out this week. And now here's the great question. How much is it? How much is it? Because faith won't get you through these doors. Faith will not get you through these doors because we are doing a brunch and food costs. So you got to pay for food. So with that being said, the tickets are only $25. Can't beat that. That's not enough. Well, I, I know. I know it's not. But it should at least be fifty. No, they gonna get to hear from all those great men of God. We're gonna but... do twenty-five. These strongholds must be among the men preachers because I really don't know a lot of women preachers in Jackson. I don't know a lot of women preachers in the city as well, like young women preachers. Mm-hmm. But um, young women, we're open to women can come as well. It's men and women, but I think I can be the only one there. Female preachers, but again, it's like I said, the Lord, the Lord gave me this vision. God told me to get a thousand years of ministry in one room. So that's what get we're on top. He don't want to charge him to teach him how to pray, but he gonna charge him to hear the word. Get him no, tight. I'm not charging him to hear the word. I'm charging him to eat this make food. It that's make what sense. you're paying for. No, you're paying for this brunch. <laughs> that's what you're paying for. Because we did it, believe it or not, we did it a couple of years ago and we didn't charge at all. And we had Bishop McKissick Sr. We had Bishop we didn't eat. Jones. No, we didn't eat. We didn't have no food. And it was a free event. So the only reason we're charging for this event is because it's a brunch. And come on, most people spend 50. I went to brunch Sunday and I didn't even tell you how much I spent. So most people spend a good 40 $50 on brunch. So especially Ooh. if you get mimosas and all that crazy stuff. So what I'm saying is, is that it's October 29th. The flyer will be out this weekend. If you know a young preacher and you want to sponsor young preachers, um, you can also do that as well. The event will be on Eventbrite, and you can register there. You can follow the Shakers page and all of that information there. But y'all, please help us. Let's make this success. Like I said, we're trying to get a thousand years of ministry in one room. One thousand. Oh, that years sounds good. Yeah, a thousand years in ministry. By, by the time we add up how many years we've all been preaching in ministry, the total should be. We're trying to get it. I'll say a thousand years. That's so, a good idea. Yeah, so y'all, y'all, please come out. It's October the twenty-ninth, and uh, even if you're not a preacher, but you feel like the Lord is calling you to ministry, come on, come join us. Hey, you twenty-five on? Come on. And we're not doing tickets at the door, so we'll be selling tickets all month up until like the fifteenth of October. But um, we will not, and I repeat, we will not be taking tickets at the door. So. Please get your tickets early, and uh, we'll post the event right information up and all of that. So yeah, y'all will hear about it again. Trust me. Mm-hmm. See, see how simple that is. So that's October 29th. October 29th. The religious, the religious detox returns October 4th, and then next year I got a retreat for the married women, which is July 13th through the 16th. And then for the first time, June 15th through the 18th, we're doing a retreat for single women. So y'all make sure you get your tickets. I'm putting my website in the um, who you got on your uh thing this week for your Bible study. Or you already had it. We did yeah, we just do that once a month. Bible oh, once a month. Gotcha. Yeah. I was thinking about bringing the shaking back next year. I'm I'm thinking about it. I'm a little I'm still a little scarred from the last one. So Y'all keep praying for me. Keep praying for me. Don't be surprised. <laughs> it's for who it is for. And it's for who you're right. It's for who it was for. But y'all don't understand the warfare and the people that's attached who, to these assignments. Uh, yes, I do. 
Yes, you I understand, mean. but yeah, that's why I needed a break, y'all. I, I just got tired of fighting. I said, fine, you can have it. And now you don't went out there and sketch up. I said, I'm going to go get me a testimony. And ended up coming back with a scar. Oh, damn. All right. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. That's right. Do what the Lord say. Be obedient. Um, we're only going uh, live twice a month, so we won't see you next Monday, but the Monday after that. But thanks so much for tuning in, and don't forget. Oh, to wait, y'all! Please subscribe to the YouTube page. Yes, need you all to subscribe to the YouTube page. The link is. I, everybody, I know I've been posting it, but please, the real room is on YouTube. We need to get those subscribers up. Y'all subscribe to all these other gossip bloggers. <laughs> and we don't gossip on this show. But please subscribe to The Real Room uh, on YouTube. So um, it's, there are going to be days where we're not going to go live on Facebook. We're just going to go live on YouTube. And there are going to be times where the video won't be available on Facebook when you miss it. you got to go to YouTube. So please subscribe to YouTube. Please subscribe to the YouTube page. And um, let, and then you can always go back and look at all the old time. We got videos there from how many years ago? Two, three years, four years probably. On Facebook, not not on YouTube. It's on YouTube, isn't it? Oh. A lot of stuff on YouTube. Oh, we got some good stuff on YouTube. Like, if y'all ever want to go back and watch some of our old shows, I'm telling you, it's some really good stuff on YouTube. So please subscribe to the YouTube channel and um, help us out with that. Help us out, please. God bless you. I'm done. All right. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Don't forget to tune in the week after next. Until the next time, this is the room.